1: Welcome listeners to this Speaking From Our Hearts podcast episode where today I'm joined by a lady from Denmark by the name of Charlotte Banff and Charlotte has been a guest previously on our podcast and you may recall she's the lady known as the Animal Healer. So Charlotte, very, very warm welcome to you.
0: Thank you very much.
1: And one of the things, uh, obviously we have many conversations, Charlotte, uh, on um, and off air but in the case of the latter, one of the things that we've identified as part of a a key healing aspect is the ability, the courage for someone to, to be able to talk about their own vulnerabilities. And, you know, yeah. this kind, it's almost like being held siege to our own vulnerability and we sweep it under the carpet and we don't let the public know or anyone else know and as I say the healing that uh, that goes with actually having the courage to to put it out there so that's kind of what we agreed to talk about so uh, yeah as with all conversations where do we start <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, just to um, to put a voice on this, the, what you said about sweeping it under the carpet, there's a taboo, I think, sometimes in our society about being vulnerable. What, where does it start that it is not okay to express? Where does that begin in our lives, that it's not okay to express sensitivity, vulnerability, um, not being perfect? Why does that have to be reversed into performance uh, you know we don't talk about those things we you know let that put sweep that under the carpet and just talk about things that are acceptable in society and then I think we leave ourselves behind we leave some part of ourselves behind by not letting that flourish and not letting that be seen and heard mm. and I think that's where it starts in some way
1: Yes, and if I could, uh, if I could be allowed, Charlotte, to start the ball rolling in terms of sharing our vulnerabilities, um, and mm-hmm. it was around the the labelling, the conditioning that I'd that I'd got over over many years, and and one of them, and just one of many, was big boys don't cry, and I can remember when I did cry, nice. that the shame and the guilt that I felt about that. Because what my heart was telling me was one thing that actually it's natural and healthy to cry. But what my head was telling me was, mm. no, it isn't. Big boys don't cry. Shut up. Get on with it. Don't don't be so soft. Yeah. What's the matter with you? Get a grip. Exactly. And there was yeah. this massive, so massive... Because
0: you're wrong when you're soft.
1: Yeah. Um, there was this massive gulf between the head and the heart. And whilst... I knew deep inside that, you know, the heart, you know, should, should be and would win. There was this battle that went on, for, if I'm honest about it, years. And And I think that's just a very simple, low-level way of saying that, you know, whatever fears, vulnerabilities, insecurities we have, we always think that, we're the only one that's got them, and oh, it's okay for you, Charlotte, because you haven't got you. You don't you. You haven't got any fears. You haven't got any. You're, look at you. You're always smiling. You're always happy. You haven't got any problems like I have. And, and the reality exactly. is, obviously, nothing could be further from the truth.
0: Exactly that as well. Yeah, that's true. And that shame. I call it the shame monster. Yeah. We have this shame, the shame monster, and how. How much is, is, is the word impairing? Like it's holding us down yeah. and it's conditioning us. And it's like, I can feel when my shame monster kicks in, my whole body tense and I don't embrace life. I hold myself back. And, and there's a thing about the shame monster, at least that's what I've experienced, that it really isn't that visible. It, it works underneath the radar. Because that's safe, and then it it can keep me from from expressing and doing what my heart wants to express, say, do, show. Because if it is the shame monster is being visible, then I can deal with it. Mm -hmm. So if it stays underneath in the subconscious, if it stays underneath the radar, I'm not able to to see it, and then it can stay doing, keep on doing what it wants to do. Yeah. It's... So, so getting the shame monster up into the light, so I can see it and it get, becomes aware of what's going on, then I can deal with it. Yeah, it's... in a mature way, or in a heart-centered way.
1: If what I'm hearing you say there, Charlotte, it's a bit like um, a silent assa- or a secret assassin, isn't it, hiding in the dark, just lurking in the background, <laughs> That's ready. What it feels like. Ready to you know to take a victim, and obviously you know that victim, if we're not careful, is ourselves
0: exactly that's true, yeah, and yeah, I'm referring to it in third person, but really it's 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 my systems within me my 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 dark sides, my ghosts my whatever you want to call it, mm. but as soon as I can embody them as not something that is outside of myself and, and stop referring to it as a third person, but really it's me. There's something in me that I'm not expressing. Mm-hmm. And, and when I can sh- shed light on that and become aware of, of what the patterns are, where it originated, um, and, and, and figure out a way to To give it uh give that part of me some contact, some connection, some love, then I feel that side of me relaxing, yeah. and then it's not unsafe anymore to express what what the heart wants to express,
1: yeah, as you say, it's about exposing that shadow isn't it you know it's lurking in the shadow and and I think you know the the key thing here Sharla, is 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 for us to accept and embrace that as you know to quote Chopra we are spiritual beings having human experiences and part of that human experiences is, is that fear is that vulnerability but from an awareness point of yes. view it's it's knowing where it fits i mean i think the old adage exactly. of stress in very small doses is healthy because it keeps you alert and it keeps you mm-hmm. aware and i stress the the stress nature of if you alive yeah, very small, small doses, and I think the same prevails with fear. Yes. fear in a very, very um, controlled and an awareness point of perspective can, can be good, mm-hmm. because as you say, to use yes. it keeps us on our toes. And otherwise, I think we right. run the risk of being in this very elevated, um, dare I say, totally enlightened way of being, where I'm playing a little bit of devil's advocate here. And we're detached from reality. And, of course, the vast majority of mm. us live in the, you know, exactly. the real world, should I say, at the risk of sounding a little bit patronising to people that are um, enlightened. i mm. certainly not to meaning to disrespect those people. It's, uh, it's an obviously, you know, a wonderful place to be. But the reality is, you know, to quote Schopper, we are spiritual beings having human challenges. And we have to deal with those on That's a day-to-day right. basis. Fears, vulnerabilities, insecurities. Yeah. We also spoke, no, didn't I, I we? I just
0: want to say... <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is the authenticity of...
0: I'm, 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 uh, yeah. uh, I'm not saying anything you talk. Go
1: on. Okay. This <laughs> is the authenticity of podcasting uh, listeners, um, especially if there's a little time lag between the two, the two speakers. Um, I was just going to say, Charlotte, that we'd all... Previously spoken around one situation that, um, for you, held that that label of um, vulnerability. I mean, are you in a position now where you're you're ready to put that out there in your words and you know within your within your space, whatever that may be?
0: Yeah, I I, I am, and and it's an interesting place to to be really because at some stage in the healing process of whatever trauma has been occurring in in someone's life at least for me i feel that there's a threshold that at some stage i feel a a calling or a, a a desire to and i get to the point to share this and i get to the point where i'm as you referred to before i'm the only one feeling these problems and you know it's easy for you to say because you're not in in my shoes and, and I have come to a a realization and a point to a certain point in this healing journey that, well, I'm fairly sure that I'm not the only one dealing with whatever I'm dealing with. And if I can share to whatever degree of the full spectrum of the journey that I am on, if I can share that with someone and help them, why not? Mm -hmm and 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 previously that was like uh-uh, i'm not you know hanging out my, my dirty laundry for show, mm-hmm. but now there's a calmness to it, and maybe in, in in one one year, two year five years, ten years, there's an even higher degree of awareness to this but but for now, there is an, a calling to and a realization I would more like to call it a realization that I'm not alone here. And I think it's a very, hu- I'm not alone in, 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 experiencing what I'm experiencing. And there's a healing for me as well in being able to share it and sense the recognition in from someone else who yeah. says, you know, what? I have that exact same issue too. So I don't feel alone. So I want to share in order to help other others, but also sense the connection that it's, it's part of my healing journey to, to be able to share and, 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 and be seen and heard from the point in time where i am on my healing on my healing journey yeah. so sharing the vulnerability and sharing more what where you know the journey in this mm. and and why it has been a, a struggle sometimes and owning that it has been a struggle and not saying yeah but that's just the universe giving me obstacles and i will never Uh, meet obstacles and struggles that I am not prepared to overcome. I know that in my head, but sometimes my heart says, you know what, I just feel like having a moan about this. And I just want to be a little bit victim about this. I know I'm in a victim state of mind. I will rise above it, but just for the next 10 minutes, I will be a (laughs) moony, little whatever and, and have someone's shoulder to cry on. But that's okay. Yeah. It's okay to feel sad about something that happened Mm. and it's okay to feel vulnerable about sharing what has happened but as long as I don't have to do it on my own it feels so much more safe yeah and really that's what the community is about for me at least
1: yeah and and I wholeheartedly Charlotte embrace everything you've said there and that was really the catalyst for speaking from our hearts that you know there's no coincidence that this podcast is called speaking from our hearts and the the big reason mm. why has been so eloquently summed up by what you've just said that's it you know people need and want to talk we all have a story we all have experiences we all have stuff that we want to get out and that could be from a point of pain it could be from a point of happiness but we need to talk and yeah. we need to share. And I think you know, in terms yeah. of the pain element and the fear element, I think Brenny Brown sums it up quite succinctly when she said, "You know, our vulnerability is our strength because we're not prisoner to something that oh, I can't tell the world about that. They'll judge me. They'll laugh at me. Nobody else has ever experienced this issue. No, I didn't. As a boy and as a man, I didn't tell the world that I cry. I'll be judged. I'll be I'll be deemed weak." pathetic and all these conditioning yes. labels that we pick up over time that based on these stereotypes and it's all it's all a fabrication it's all rubbish it's its absolute garbage
0: exactly and right it, amen
1: you know um so yeah. there was a particular story charlotte that we spoke about are you sort of in the space where you want to kind of flirt with that um by way of Dere I say exposing your vulnerability.
0: Mm. And I think it was just a thought that came to my mind just before that previous sometimes details are not important. Mm. But and, and the situation, you know, sometimes it can be re-traumatizing, but all sharing details and going into depth of the given situation. But sometimes also that has to be told. Because again, if someone out there it's like yeah but what happened to me my situation my give my exact uh the what happened to me that exact same thing didn't happen to you so you know again there's a distance so in the respect of that yes sometimes details of the story has to come out as well yeah in this healing space yeah that's true
1: so in terms of your specific story Charlotte, are you ready to go there? The one Yes, st- yes yeah. I am.
0: And, and what I want to share about this is um, it has been like, um, how can I put it the best way? It's been a realization that has taken many years that what happened when I was a child actually was something that has had an impact on a very large part of my life. And I um, was involved in a traffic accident when I was a child. And I think I was two and a half years old. And um, it, I, actually, I died. Well, I came back, obviously. But, mm-hmm. but um, I, I fell. Um, I walked out in front of a bicycle, and I uh, fell, and I hit my head and cra- fractured my skull. And I have um, a near-death experience about what happened, um, I saw this little child sitting in the arms of, of, uh, of an old lady rocking her because she was crying, this child. And, and the pain was like so severe that crying really didn't help. And I could see this child from the outside. I don't, and I could see them put her into the ambulance. And I could see the details of uh, the inside of this ambulance today, with the eyes I have now, it's like it's an old ambulance, but that was like in nineteen seventy whatever, so yeah but but this vision of 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 seeing um, the details inside of the ambulance and seeing the child on the stretcher and people working uh, on the child and also. Then at some stage, this ambulance started driving really fast. Um, and apparently, that's where things got a bit hectic, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And then I returned into my body again. And then later on, I have another image of being in the hospital, um, having people uh, working. On my body and 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 doing whatever they need to do to 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 save me and again I saw this from the outside and they are like brief images of what happened and they have always really just been there and it's not until going on a a self-exploring healing journey that I realized that that was actually a near-death experience Mm And naturally, I got curious and got stuck into reading about near death experience and people having these stories about who they were before and who they became afterwards. Because, but I don't know who I was before, I was two and a half years old, so I don't have a memory of who I, you know, how my life was before that. Mm. But these memories, and I've been quite curious about what has, um, how am I able to remember this because how much do you actually remember from when you're two and a half years old so where are these images coming from yeah and I trust they come from my soul they're stored on a soul level in some way and that's why I I, I recognize um, this so profoundly and I am in no doubt of the authenticity of this because it's so clear to me and then what I have um, worked with recognizing is what has this actually done? And that's still a journey that I'm on, but it, it took me some years to, to, you know, dip my toes in what, what happened here because you can't really see. There's nothing visible, but I've lost some of my hearing. So um, I have a hearing aid uh, and... and It has done, uh, it has, of course, when you hit your head, when you're two and a half years old, your skull is not completely, fully hardened or grown. So, well, that was lucky for me because that was the reason why I survived. And in the 70s, it was like, okay, she's not, uh, she hasn't got any brain damage, so she's healed. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, she hasn't got anything, you know, that is... um, visibly wrong with her so she, she's she's done you know no problem all is healed but an accident like that has an impact on some other systems in the body. So my body is quite crooked and keeps like um, contracting muscles and tissues into a sort of um, stress uh, holding, Onto to life and um that is some something that i have this has always just been how i am but as i'm beginning to you know go down this this healing journey i'm realizing that more and more of the things that i struggle with in my daily life when my i sense some things in my body or something is, is coming up a disease or whatever that actually relates to this initial trauma. Um, so, so realizing, and it, it's 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 bringing my consciousness to um, around what does trauma do to body, mind, and soul? And that's my lab. That's my that, that, that's why I embark on this journey, because dipping my toes into this muddy pond of of, of of, of in inner trauma is not fun in any way mm. um, and it's 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 scary and and sometimes it, 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 it I'm retasting death in some way I'm meeting death again every time I dip my toes into this because there is some parts of this journey where my system if you want to call it like that is like so contracted that it's re-experiencing crossing the line between life and death. And my body goes, "Mm -mm, I'm not going down that road again. Last time we did that, we died.
1: Mm.
0: So the physical trauma, what that does to body, mind, and soul is really, well, a life's quest for me. Because I don't believe in coincidences, however rough they are. Uh, So there is something for me in this, there has to be some kind of knowledge that I can bring forth, having had this experience and being on the healing journey. Because I'm not done, not closely, not in any way, but but I've gained some kind of a, a certain degree of awareness after working intensely on on this uh, or with this for the past many years Um, so yeah as I said I don't believe in coincidences at all and part of my healing journey has been embracing this and 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 going into the fact that yes this actually happened deal with it instead of just going "Mm, it's all done yeah nothing's wrong well something was wrong and, and the only way that that would heal is with awareness and connection and love yeah um, so I had to embark on giving it that
1: and that word that you you offered right at the end of, of um, your insight there Charlotte that word love I mean that is another one if I yet again from a a stereotypical boy's point of view, because we don't talk about love, you know. Guys don't talk about love. That's a girl thing. You're okay oh. to talk about it, because... That's a girl
0: thing. Yeah, I'm a girl, so girl I can talk about it. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. Um, and so I love yeah. to challenge that one, because I know from personal experience and research and countless conversations that the healing that goes and that is found in love. And when we talk about that fear versus love polarization and that choice um, and and it is a conscious choice but also allowing yourself mm. that flexibility that vulnerability like you so quite quite rightly said Charlotte do you know what I feel I feel bad today and, I, and I'm going to be a victim for 5 minutes 10 minutes and, and I'm going to throw my dolly out the my metaphoric dolly out the pram and I don't want to play today so leave me alone because I just want to sulk in my own and, you know misery um, Misery. Yeah. Um, but,
0: you
1: <laughs> yeah. know, the secret, like so many things, is to learn to catch it and don't let it take residence. It's a bit like a weed in a beautiful exactly. bed of flowers, isn't it? If it's allowed to take root, then mm. sooner or later that weed will grow and grow and grow and it will strangle all the beautiful flowers in the bed.
0: Exactly. So um, Exactly. But weeds are flowers too. But anyway, <laughs> and the thing you said about <laughs> that, you know, Talking about love is a girl thing, and then I'm a girl, so I'm not allowed to be angry
1: mm.
0: I'm not allowed to express anger and rage because I'm a girl I, has, I have to be a pretty good one mm. So you know, can you just you know park your anger and be reasonable? why <laughs> I don't do reasonable very well. <laughs> you know I feel like expressing something. I feel like being a redhead and and just stamping my... When I was a child, my mom took me to ballet classes. um, Good for the mobility and for being a girl. And I was that headstrong when I didn't get my way. In my tutu (laughs) and my ballet shoes, lying on the floor, hammering my hands into the floor, deciding that's something I didn't want to do. And I would hold my breath until I fainted. If I didn't have my way and they were like, you know, hold your breath and then you can hold your breath. I'm going to hold my breath until I faint. Yeah. Yeah. Go on then. Because we know you're not going to faint. I fainted. (laughs) I was that headstrong because I wanted my way and being a girl, that's not allowed. Mm. You're not allowed to be expressive and rough when you're a girl. Mm.
1: How would you sum up this, you know, irrespective of gender, of energy, how would you sum it up, Charlotte? What would, you, what would be your one powerful message to really bring everything that we've kind of flirted with with dance with here, as I always like to say, we're dancing mm. with duality. Yeah. How would you sum that up in for the, you know, for the benefit of the listener? What would be your one big, powerful message based on your insights, your knowledge, your experience, your wisdom?
0: Well, three words. Embrace. Connect love. And with, with, with the fear of sounding stereotypical, but, but the connection and the love. If you, I imagine, you know, being a guy wanting to express a feminine side, wanting to talk about love, embrace it, connect mm. with it. Being a girl wanting to, to express whatever, I feel angry. Yeah, let's deal with it in a mature way, but don't let it, you know, don't uh, suppress it. Connect with it, give it a a foundation, giving a loving a loving connection and a loving kindness. So the feelings they the we, we have to have them and they have to be allowed to be there.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And embrace
0: them with connection and love.
1: Wow. Anything else to add Charlotte in what's been I've got into one of my quiet sort of reflective pensive moods on the back of what you've just said so anything else it. that you yeah, feel so. you need to add to that no I think no. it's a classic case of less is more and I think you've summed it up mm. so sincere gratitude to you Charlotte for for your shares and and you know giving that insight around vulnerability and and the you know to repeat Brenny Brown again the power of vulnerability it is our part of our strength if we did have that awareness to accept that rather than wearing this mask that keeps us basically keeps us imprisoned within our, our own minds so so finally before we we sign off then Charlotte how can how can uh, listeners reach out find out more about you contact you
0: I have a website. It's uh, www.animalhealer.net or animalhealeracademy.com, and then I have um, a Facebook group called animalhealer.net global.
1: And we didn't even touch on your work with animals today, did we? That's remarkable. Exactly.
0: No, we didn't. But I mean, look in the background here. Yeah. Behind me, there are animals all over the place. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so there we have it, listeners. Um, the affable Charlotte Banff and until next time all that remains for me to say is whatever you do in life always walk your path with heart
0: hearts helping everyone achieve results towards success